welcome to the Improv Teachers Director's Edition. I am your host, Lauren Morris. In this version of Improv Teachers, we take a look at the artistic direction of improv. It's a side project since I love teaching improv, but I also happen to be an artistic director. And I think that it is helpful for us to dive into what the world of artistic directors are looking for. So every week or every couple of weeks, I will take a look at our shows and lineup at AdLib Theater and give you what uh, I think worked, what didn't work, what our formats were, and hopefully some tools to help you become a better improviser, director, producer, or just general human. Thank you for listening. And here we go. This is Improv Teachers Director's Edition. there everyone i think today i would like to talk about a couple things one was um what to do when you find yourself in this lull that happens on stage and the other is about vocabulary and semantics uh when working with your teams so let's dig into it all right three shows as usual uh that's just our saturday night lineup and our resco players had another great set they're doing really well I appreciate how hard everyone's putting the work in and they're taking what we do in rehearsals straight to the stage. They're focused, they're committed, they're dedicated, and it's showing. With any form, you want to have different tempos, different speeds. Sometimes we'll go real fast, sometimes we'll slow it down. It's in those moments when we're slowing down because something went awry or something was misheard or someone tried a move and it just took everyone a quick moment to figure out what it is. And that that's not the same as tempo. That's hesitation. That's readjusting. And as you work together more as a team, that becomes faster and more automatic. It happened once in our show last night with the Resco team. The beautiful thing was they all recognized it and they all recouped real quickly. And that's really all we can ask for. They will get better at having less of those dips. They will also get better at making them go move much faster. Um, and the audience might not even have caught it. Obviously, um, as improvisers, we catch different things. But it was it was great that they were aware of it. They asked, like, how can we, if we find ourselves in that situation, what can we do? Uh, the answer to that from me is always have a little bit of business to do for yourself. So go play in your environment, go figure out something to do. Make sure you're not standing still or just two people uh, staring at each other. Play in your environment, use your environment. The other thing uh, I always give is start making a lot of you statements, feed it out. It's not about you. It's about the person on stage and in that moment. And if you start giving more information about your partner, your partner can turn around and give more information about you and you can get back up and going real quickly again. So that was, those are my notes. All right. So moving on to the house team, uh, our, po our, our show was fun. It was pretty solid. Um, a few things came up in post show notes that I think are helpful to talk about for just to talk about. One of the things was how in beat one, one of the scenes started with more of a premise-based initiation. And because we're, we don't initiate from a place of premise, we really look uh, at playing in relationships. But it happens from time to time because that's improv. The question was, well, I didn't, you know, the some of the confusion was, well, I wasn't sure what to do. And 
Um, how do we move it forward? And for me, it comes down to listening. You take a premise and you pivot real quickly to the character and the relationship if you're struggling to find your way into the scene. You can, um, you are not limited to where you are on stage. Uh, things like um, surprise reveals do not end a scene. Uh, it's just dig deep and make some big choices. Even if you're quote unquote, playing a real like character or making, you know, or, or spoofing on a character. So the way to do that is through hyper listening. In this case, we had said something about time travel. Well, that just opens up so many doors because someone from the outside or even someone from the inside and by the outside, I mean, on the, on the sidelines can paint the way to bring the, um, the, the, the characters somewhere else. The moment you talk about time travel, it also, there was also a lot of like, I don't know, I don't know, this is me, this is me, I'm not sure. And while I get it, because you're trying to figure out your tools and what you can do, what you're, what I'm hearing is, how do I get myself into this situation versus what does this actually need right now? And what is it that we can do to be in service of the scene? Because at the end of the day, that's what we as a team should be doing is we should be playing in service of each other and the piece as a whole, not um, worried about the eyes, the quote unquote eyes and me's and, and, and mine. Um, that's just not where we're playing from. And, and I think it's important to be reminded of that because things are going to happen and you're, you are going to panic. And uh, the way to alleviate some of that panic is to tell your brain, this isn't about us. This isn't about us brain. Like you and me, this is not about it. It's about this moment and these players we need to be focusing. We need to be in service of them. And by focusing your attention on something outside of yourself, it automatically takes you out of selfish mode and puts you into in service of other mode. And it's and, I, and I'm nitpicking, um, but it's because it came up in post show notes about like, well, because that scene was premised when we got to be two, uh, you know, we sort of have to start from the same place. No, no, we don't. We absolutely do not. There's a world dash at our hand, uh, at our fingertips, and also uh, there's the tag out, right? So it's remembering the tools we have used time and time again instead of panicking or thinking ahead or worrying about, oh my God, this scene's not laying really deep characters. What happens when we get to B2? It's staying present. It's being in the moment. And it's good to happen. It's good for this to happen from time to time because it's a great reminder of what we as improvisers are capable of doing, what we do well, and uh, how to do it. So it's, so it's just saying, okay, in this moment, you weren't sure what to do. Here are three things you can do. You can make a you statement, you can tag somebody out, or you can world dash. And when you start to boil it down, it doesn't feel so overwhelming. Then something else came up that was kind of interesting, and it made me start thinking about um, how we use our language uh, and what it means to, because someone had said, like, from the very top, it took them a while to feel like they were um, contributing because from the get-go, they didn't feel connected to the audience. And I, and I felt that was an interesting statement because I think I know what they're saying, but the way I say connected to the audience, I think is interpreted differently than the way this person was talking about it. Those are those moments when you're in notes or you're uh, having a team meeting that you have to ask, can you explain that further? Can you dig into the deep? Can you figure out why? So you can really understand 
what that means so you guys as a team can get on the same page. So obviously, I think the audience is important. They've paid. They're there to watch a fun show, and we are there, um, and we need to keep that in mind. I also don't worry about connecting with the audience. If I am, and this is where I think, because I know that this player doesn't mean this, and this is where I think it's just important to talk about language and vocab that you all use together as a group. And again, if you're in a lot of different groups, uh, your vocab might be different for each group, and you need to um, put those hats on depending on what group you're in. And remember that every group has a different feel and every group has a different dynamic and every group has different stakes and every group has different reasons why they're doing it. So when you're with one group over another group, just try to keep that in mind. In an ideal world, you're working with people who all use the same vocabulary, but that's not the reality. It does bring up, what if you do want to connect to your audience? What are some ways you can do it? For me, it boils down to I connect to my audience by connecting with my scene partner and my team. If I'm disconnected from my team or my scene partners, then I'm disconnected from the audience because the people on stage are the ones that are going to lift me up and make me look like a rock star and I'm going to do the same. And by doing that, we're now having fun. And by having fun, we're connecting to the audience. I don't, there are definitely times when I felt the audience either turn or feel not engaged or silent or quiet. And there have been times when, you know, we are doing everything right and the audience just isn't getting it. And in those times, we're just sinking. We're a sinking ship, but we've decided that we are committed to the sinking ship and we're having a lot of fun doing it. So it's okay. It's it's okay that the show is going off the rails because we're, we're, we're there, we're together. When it's not okay for me uh, and when I'm coaching teams or I'm directing or when I'm making the artistic direction or creating a new team is that the audience is for some reason uh, backed off, but you then decide that you're not quote unquote connected because the way I, because of the way I define connection, you're not quote unquote connected that you're essentially screwing over everybody else on the team. You've made the decision to, uh, and, and it might not even be a active decision, and it's definitely nine out of ten times not a malicious decision. It's either st- steeped in habit or fear or ego, and your fear and or your ego has decided that you, the self, needs to be pre- protected more than the team or the other people on stage, thus you're not connecting. And that's when it's not okay. That's when I will um, give a hard note or have a side conversation or frankly have a conversation in front of everybody else. That's not what was happening in this situation this week. Um, But it just got me thinking about how we use language and how it's so important to define what we mean. And if we don't know what the other person means, so again, with this whole idea of being connected, dig into the why, like keep asking why there's this whole, like ask why five times to get to the answer or, Hey, this is when you say connected, this is what I'm thinking. Help me understand what you're thinking because you need to work together so that whenever this person 
or other players or whoever you're working with, it happens again, you know how to best support them to help them snap out of it quickly. And that's that was essentially my note to the team was the moment you notice your lizard brain coming out and start having an internal dialogue is the moment you're no longer hyper listening, active listening or engaged with your team. And that's not okay. So you really need to work on recognizing that quickly and then say, nope, we're not doing this brain and start either making new statements or looking to um, just listen really hard to what's going on. So nothing the team did was coming from these places, but it just really got me starting to think about these places and how a lot of teams do find themselves in this place. And it always comes down to communication, communication on stage and communication off stage. It also comes down to just listening and being in service of the scene and of others. Improv is one of these things where you have the most fun when you're giving yourself over to the bigger picture. And the less selfish you are, and that's something to work on because your body, again, fear and ego is trying to protect you, the more fun you'll have. And the faster you can figure that out, the f- you'll probably grow a little faster or you'll come out of your dip a little faster or you'll come out of whatever it is, or you completely disagree with this and that's fine too. But that's what I wanted to talk about this week. Uh, thanks so much for listening. This is um, the Improv Teachers Director's Edition. Mm-hmm.